0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may please be seated. Praise the name of Jesus. Pay attention. My assignment this morning is somewhat apostolic, and this is what I mean. This maybe will be the first time I will say something like this in the open. But when you're called to an apostolic ministry like Celebration Church is, you are in the business of regulation. What did I say? And by that, this is what I mean. Apart from your personal ministry to your local church, there will be times where you will have to speak up either to or for the body of Christ. That's what regulation is. You regulate the parameters of the interpretation of biblical doctrine. You see, there are some things that are true but are taken to the extreme. The apostle makes it his business to say, "Uh uh-uh, these are the parameters. This is what the word of God teaches. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes the body of Christ is taking a hit and then you have to speak up Either to the body or for the body hallelujah so sometimes and, and the reason why you need to know this as members of these churches so that when you see that ministry at work through your pastor you will not be surprised can I tell you something I've taught you this before When God wanted to make David king, he didn't take David to the palace. I've said that before, haven't I? He did not take David to the palace. You know what he did? He sent a prophet to anoint David. The prophet anointed David and went home. So what that anointing did (laughs) was to put in David... A passion for the nation that will make sure he cannot turn away from the threats of Goliath. So, the anointing produced in him a passion that took him to the palace. The anointing didn't take his hand straight to the palace to say, Saul, stand up. David, sit down. Do you understand? So, you have to understand, many times, the call of God will regulate your passions regulate your passion. There were many other Israelites in the time of Nehemiah, but Nehemiah heard about what was happening in Jerusalem. He fell to the ground and wept. That's that's the call of God at work. I was still a new believer, still learning biblical doctrine. When I hear some teachings, I will fall to the ground in my room and cry. I had no audience. And I said, God, this has to change. The people have to know the truth. And that's how the apostolic ministry works. So when maybe something happens in the body of Christ and your pastor sees the need to talk, talk out. There was was a time one particular fellow, you know, kept saying a lot of things maybe about the body of Christ and I went out to do a YouTube video and a lot of people you know don't understand a lot of people they have a reflex for staying away from controversy and I don't like controversy too but the call demands it there are some issues that we can't keep silent about Do you understand what I'm saying It's not youthful exuberance. It's the call. And today's message is a similar type of message. But this one, it is to the body. And I don't know how God is going to do this, but I want this sermon to go far. To go far. It's a sermon for the body of Christ let me tell you this in case you don't already know there is a worldwide attack against the church I mean it has become obvious you don't need discernment to know there is a what worldwide even I mean you're you're watching movies sci-fi you know things that have nothing to do with religion but there must be a shade Against God. Or just They must put something. It is strategic. It's intentional. Don't think it's just happening. It is not. <laughs> it's organized. And my message is not even to them. My message is to you. Praise the Lord. Because not only is there heightened attack against the body, the body has not been trained to handle attacks. Church people, in fact, controversy, they don't like controversy. They, their promise in Christ is peace. So the moment there is any trouble in the water, they, they, they are off. And they would rather ask God why, you know, and stand. They don't see what's happening. The devil is a master of these The devil is a master. You see, even when demons possess people, except when it gets really out of hand, it's not obvious. It takes discernment to know, isn't that true? It takes discernment to know. Their strength is in secrecy. In fact, the Bible says he he projects himself as an angel of light, as if he's on your side. Ah, Eve, did God say you should not? Really? Praise the Lord. And so the Bible gives us a warning. Let's look at it. 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter two. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. I'm going to touch on this verse again, but I just want to read it now. Second Corinthians two eleven. Are you there? If you're there, say uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> Some of you are coughing. <laughs> All right, read 2 Corinthians two eleven together, loud as you can. One, two, go. He says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Ha, ha, ha. This word advantage is a war term. The element of surprise. They are already there and you are not prepared. He says, for we are not ignorant. Ignorance gives the devil an advantage when he's the one at work and you don't see it. Can I tell you, this strategy has broken many homes. You are arguing about the point. Both of you want to be right. You think it's about the point. You don't see the devil at work. But we are not ignorant. Listen, if you are ignorant of his devices, of his schemes, his stratagems, he has an advantage. Are you with me today? The only way the devil has no advantage is by discernment. You have to be able to spot, this is Satan. This is Satan. Ah, the church is low on discernment. So low. So low. So now... The theme for today's service is bounce back. The ecclesia advantage in a time of crisis, how God's strategy for recovering the body or an individual is the family of God. You have to have that family mindset. Praise the Lord. Can I tell you something? When in your company someone steals, There is an approach. Oh, you stole? What what does the law say? What are the provisions in the Constitution? You're sacked immediately, stripped of all your privileges, and maybe the police will take it up. But if you hear that your son stole, whatever noble thing you choose to do, tell the authorities or whatever, I bet if you are normal, you will seek his recovery. Yes or yes. You will at least try to... You will say, what happened to you? Why did you do this? The family mentality will preserve the body in a time of crisis. Praise the Lord. The family mentality... You know, I said on Facebook (laughs) weeks ago, I said, check very well. The people who shout about the government don't have friends in government. Check well. Yes, oh, yes. We like to pretend as if we don't have a bias. We all do. I'm not saying it's right. But by the time the local government chairman becomes your friend and he belongs to that party that you don't like, you will pipe down a little. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying that's what I would do. But at least let's talk. But at least if or at least if you must talk, you will you will know how to present it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So many times, even if something happens afar, if it's the body of Christ, still have that family mentality. Come on, if you've been to this church long enough, you know I'll stand. You know what I believe. You know, do you understand? But I'm telling you, we need to be ready. Because there is more to come. (laughs) There is more to come. You know, I have a reputation for being a teacher, but those close to me know I function in the prophetic almost as well, especially when it comes to the body of Christ. So I'm telling you, there is what? Hallelujah. So let me show you what the Bible says in Luke chapter 22. The sermon is about to start now. All right, Luke 22. Focus now. You want it? <laughs> Luke 22 verse 31. Are you in Luke 22, 31? And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold. I like the word behold. Like because this is a word of expose. <laughs> Satan likes to hide. So he says, behold, meaning see, 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 see what's going on. Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you. That your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. Listen, when I gave my heart to Christ, I'm talking about consecration now. And I began to do things for God. I found one or two older Christians look at me and say, oh, you remind me of my university days. You remind me of those days. I was on fire for the Lord. Have you heard older people talk like that? And you're wondering, well, what happened? Why does it have to be, oh, good old days? Why why does it have to be that way? Good old days. Ah, that time I used to do all these things you are doing. In fact, some will warn you to calm down. All these things you are doing, we've done it. Calm down. Do you know what has happened to them? Oh, you think life happened? It's an attack! The devil stages, don't you think, don't think for a moment that the devil is going to fold his arm and watch you blossom in the Lord. He's going to try. He's going to try all that he can. And many times, many times it works. He says, Behold, Simon, wake up! The devil seeks to have you that he might sift you. Sift you. Sift you. You know? So all your big convictions are trapped all up here. And then what is left down here is fine, presentable, but can be blown away by the wind. He's, he's trying to sift you. He's seeking to sift you. So, so first of all, some people, it's so simple. you just, you just blow. <laughs> you just make money, and you're uninterested. And you think it's a money problem, but you also discover that the people who don't have money have the same problem also. Their lack makes them uninterested. Oh, this God thing, are you sure? I'm not even sure. I don't know what's going on. How can someone be trusting? How can God have it? How can you have a father in heaven and you even to find food to eat is so difficult you know what's happening are you following yes, for some of you oh there is glory mighty working power at work in me in the Holy Ghost your uncle is sick you pray for him nothing happens he dies so your conviction becomes because your parents who believed that God heals but no longer pray for the sick, they were once like you before this began to happen. Are you following me here? Now you have questions. You never talk about it with anybody. You never bring it up with your pastor. But in your mind, why? Why did uncle die? Why did my brother die? Why didn't it happen when I prayed? You even went so fast, to say, does this thing really work? Maybe sometimes, is there really a God? Hallelujah. Oh, you believe in miracles. You've seen many miracles. Many men of God perform miracles. Then you discover that many of them are actually staging the thing sifting. Sifting. It's all a scam. This church thing. Salvation is personal. I always knew it. You know, your convictions are changing. Are you with me this morning? Yes, you joined the church. You were growing spiritually. You got so involved. Became a walker. Became so involved. Got close to the pastor. Then the pastor tried to date you. He's sifting. Yes. Sifting. It's always calm. They're all the same. How can he? You, do you know what it means? You know, someone that you trust, spiritual father. You know, he did that to you. You entered to his, into his office for counseling. He's trying to touch you, you know, sifting. The devil seeks to have you. I mean, you still show up in church. Don't get me wrong. But now, you, you have made up your mind not to be radical. You just say, you know, all these things, been there, done that. Let me just be where I am and take my time and do it gently. You know why? Because I don't want my fingers burnt anymore. So now, you're a church boy, but of no use to the kingdom. You are right where he wants you to be. That's the attack I'm talking about. Hallelujah. You end up with convictions like there are many ways to God... You know, now, you're just trying to find the common, you, you you, you don't want to put your head anywhere, anymore. Are you aware this is what has happened to many people? Have you seen people who were vibrant in school and you saw them much later and they were a shadow of themselves? You look, ah, like I saw one of them on IG. I had to clean my eye, you know. I, you know, I had to go to the profile, check the name properly. Ah! Oh wow. This young man in club, and he, he's not hiding it. He posted it now. The devil seeks to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. And if you are not careful, you will think it was normal pressure. So now, Peter was told ahead of time, the devil is coming. But if you did not read this and you read what happened to Peter, you will just think it was normal pressure. Oh, they arrested Jesus. Normal thing now. If I don't deny, they will arrest me too. It was just pressure. That's why I denied. But it was an attack. Are you with me? It was not the spur of the moment, it was an attack. Oh, now Jesus is arrested. What do I do now? I'll return back to fishing. It was an attack! Not just pressure, not just the... Now, someone will say life happened. That's part of the strategy of the enemy. To hide his activity until you're finished. Praise the Lord. So you must learn to separate issues. Yes, things are happening in the body of Christ. But how is the devil taking advantage of these occurrences to attack my faith? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Ah! Oh, you will be wise and mature when you can think like this. That's what we're here to talk about. You have to be smart. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace, the Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. What's the next line? If it's angels, they slap you in ocean, they collect your phone. Are you getting me now? (laughs) Are we discussing real issues or not? For we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. When you become aware, the things that were meant to make you weaker will make you stronger. Hallelujah. You should have taken it as an opportunity to grow. Oh, that, well... Someone else's conclusion will mean I have more to learn. Your own was is not working. <laughs> and what you are saying is not working, some people are walking it by the power of God. But your offense has blinded you. Offense. Simon! Satan had desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. And you know what's more dangerous? The church has zero recovery program. Zero. It's a paradox. The church doesn't forgive. The paradox, you know, we, and we don't even realize it. You know, you know there was someone, a musician, who had a scandal years ago. I think it even broke his home, he moved on, his wife moved on, and everything. So some I was in a place, and someone was talking about this beautiful song that the guy had written. And someone said, this is not that guy that had a scandal. You know? Even his wife has forgiven him. But now, this lady will not listen. <laughs> to his (laughs) son because of something that happened years ago. Is that not what we do? I'm talking to you now. But think about it. After all that Peter had done, Jesus shows up on the scene after his resurrection. Simon, do you love me? Peter says, yes, I do. He didn't say, shut up! You are still lying. <laughs> After denying me thrice, you are still lying. I just asked you to test you. I just asked you to test you. I just asked you to test you. I, you to te- I was just testing you. That's not what he said. Think about it. Before Peter's temptation, Jesus had already said, upon this rock, you are Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church. After the temptation, his plan did not change. He still said, feed my sheep. What if some people who had a genuine call fell, but God's hand had not lifted from their life? What if they still had an assignment? Does the church have space for such people? We're talking about bounce back. I'm not just talking about pastors, I'm talking about choristers, I'm talking about members. You're messed up, we all know. Do we have the nerve to put this gospel to test? He said he has blotted all our sins. That's what you teach. Act like it. The guy is remorseful. I'm not talking about someone who is in open rebellion consistently. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, the guy has acknowledged his fault. He needs recovery. That's the time he needs you the most. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the time he needs the fellowship the most. Any space for such people? What a paradox. An unforgiving church. Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to talk about it. That text we read about Satan not taking advantage of the church, I want to give you the proper context. In 1 Corinthians 5, there was a guy who messed up, messed up really bad. He fell into sin, not just sin, but the kind of sin that unbelievers will say, ah, guy, you get mined. <laughs> you know, there was a trend on Twitter just days ago where they say um, college deals in the university is 5000 Sit down and whispers. Tell your parents 15000 and then you tell your parents fifty thousand and Satan goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's amazed. You have exceeded him. <laughs> okay. But this guy, he was dating his father's wife. And it wasn't it wasn't a secret. They were going to church, going to the mall together, you know, doing stuff. You know, so Paul, and I'm going to teach on this. Praise the Lord. You belong to a teaching ministry in this church. So listen very carefully to my emphasis. I don't do follow, follow. I'm sure you know that by now. If there are phrases I don't use, I don't use them for a reason. I'm going to say it now. Let it trend. I don't, do you understand? I don't really care. For a theologian to say once saved, always saved, is one of the most irresponsible things you can ever say. It's not biblical. The Bible teaches perseverance of the saints. But when you say once saved, always saved, You are presenting something else. Let me tell you what I'm saying. I don't really have time for this. This is not what we're talking about. But now, there is someone who belongs in the church. Listen now. There is someone who belongs in the church. He worships together. He studies together. He does everything together and all of that. But Paul hears this guy is dating his father's wife. And he's, you know, he's blatant and consistently unrepentant about this. And he uses strong terms for him. He says, don't you know that a little leaven, living at the whole lump, living was used as a metaphor for unbelievers. He says, an unbeliever. He says, deliver him to Satan, meaning hand him over to his daddy. Yes. So when you see someone consistently in sin, you have every biblical right to make a conclusion about the person's salvation. John said, anyone who claims to be in the light he might claim to be in the light be hanging around people who are of the light he says but he hates his brother you've tried to talk to him you got the pastor to talk to him you got the church to talk to him he doesn't change he says he's in the darkness up until now you will never see in the bible where they made excuse for anybody who claimed to be a believer but was in sin. never the conclusion was the same. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And so that discipline, kicking him out, was going to prove, as a final test, if he was reprobate or not. And so he's kicked out. And now, a lot of theologians believe he was the one that Paul was talking about in In 2 Corinthians 2, well, the guy is remorseful now. Or maybe he really wasn't saved at the time, but now he believes. And so Paul says, in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 10, he says, to whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgive I it in the person of Christ. He's saying, don't sweat it. Okay, the guy is sorry. He's ready to change. Forgive! Bring him back! He says, lest Satan take advantage of us. But we are not ignorant of his words. So, one of the things Satan does is to get us to be unforgiving. To be unforgiving, when people make mistakes, praise the Lord. When people make mistakes and we use it as a definite judge of their future, unrepentantly, that's the devil at work. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord anyways so on a more personal level so what do I do maybe that description I gave is you right now that's where you are you're just like this miracle thing <laughs> you know? What? I don't really so you are not as receptive as you used to be some people are now so suspicious a friend of mine a pastor said You know, someone came to his church, a first-timer, first day in church, he was already telling the pastor, well, you seem like a nice guy, but I'm still watching you because it looks like all of you are the same. He was telling the pastor that, that, you know, you might say, what kind of person is that? You don't know what he has been through. (laughs) You you don't know what he has seen. Do you know there are pastors that collect people's wives? You don't know what he has seen. So it's like, "Well, you seem like a nice guy, but I'm still watching you." <laughs> He's telling the pastor to his face. <laughs> what an interesting time to be alive. <laughs> you know, just yesterday, I saw a man of God trending on the name trending on Twitter. I said, "What has happened again?" I clicked. I saw it was something good. I said, "Ha." Ah. For a change. Thank you Jesus. But Jesus said, I recognize an attack is coming against you, Peter. I've prayed for you. Guess what? When you are strengthened, you also strengthen your brethren. Do you understand? Meaning this is my strategy for the preservation of the saints. He doesn't say, all of you stand, be strong. Uh -uh. I prayed for you. When you are strengthened, do what to the brethren? That's God's plan. Hallelujah. The first thing I want you to know is this. If you are not already experiencing attacks, you will. Listen, your faith will be tested. The devil is going to tempt you. And when that happens, God's strategy for your preservation is Ecclesia. Are you listening to me? You need people of like precious faith around you. At, I'm telling you, there will be weak moments. There will be, ha-ha! <laughs> there are things I will t- stories I will tell later. I've had brief moments like that, brief. ha <laughs> ha but there were moments. Just three years ago, someone put his hand on my shoulder, looked at me and said, God is good. And I squeezed my face. I have to be honest with you. It happened to me. And he squeezed me more. He said, you preach it. You preach it. And when he said you preach it, the thing, you know, like, true, calm down. <laughs> It was a trying, t- that time I used to say it was the most trying time of my life, until last month came. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then that same period, where I was going through what I, in fact, I almost thought it was a Job experience. <laughs> Maybe not that deep, you know. When you're going through stuff, you just exaggerate. <laughs> you know, then someone now sent me a picture. He was driving, someone scratched his car. He said, Pastor, what's all this? Am I cursed? Uh. <laughs> so I looked at the message. Ah, I said, if I reply him now, <laughs> it won't go well. So I left it. 12 hours later, and I replied. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. When you are strengthened, do what? Some of you don't have anybody you talk to about the things of God. Anybody. You've been coming to this church for a long time. You have no friend. All your friends are unbelievers. And you are wondering why your devotional life is not consistent. After you go to church, you go and hang out with your friends. All of them, they are with their girlfriend on their lap. They are kissing. Then you are in one corner speaking in tongues. Yeah. You, you will be in trouble. It's not prophecy. It's only a matter of time. Do you have friends who are believers? We have, we have a platform in this church, Meet and Pray, you know, where you just hang out with... People who stay around your area, pray together, play games together, you know, have fun, but you must pray and share the word of God for a bit. You have refused to have friends who are believers. Now, the moment we just stand up, before we take the benediction, you disappear. Nobody knows you, but you have been coming for one year. Listen, when trial comes... And meet you alone. Hey! Because now, the strategy of Christ, you have not submitted yourself to him. He said, my method of preserving you in trying times will be the people I plant around you. But you have secluded yourself. Hallelujah. Look at Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Please, are you learning anything? Galatians chapter 6 from verse 1. Time is running. It says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, gather and talk about him. Is that what he said? What did he say? Can I tell you something? If something happens to any believer and you have to talk about it at all, make sure you're talking about it because you are looking for a solution. Some people like gists. You just like gists. You just like... You know about everybody. Eh? And you're wondering why you you don't still have a job. You're already too engaged. Everybody's gist you have. Sorry, He says, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one with the spirit of meekness. I like the fact that he added with the spirit of meekness. Don't make a fuss about it. Because you have someone does not mean his destiny now depends on you. Any small thing you remind him, you you. you are an ingrate. <laughs> Is it not you that I lifted from the pits that year? From the (laughs) miracle. I put food on your table, a cloth on your back, and you're treating me. Hallelujah. He didn't just say restore, he said do it with meekness. With meekness. Hallelujah. Make sure the person can still walk with his head high. After the whole thing. If he doesn't deserve an alarm, don't blow one. Do you understand? If it's something you can get, we're getting to that. Two believers, three believers to say, okay, this is what this fellow is going through. Let's help him. He's fine. You move on. Praise the Lord. There are some things pastor does not need to know. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Except it's serious. Hallelujah. But if you can help, help out. Glory be to God. This is what the Bible teaches. It says, Ye which are spiritual, restore. Look at Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15 verse 1. So Galatians 6 talks about those who are spiritual. Romans 15 uses another metaphor. He says, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Oh, this person, you know, I don't know. Her character is so, I don't know. She doesn't behave like a believer. This, this, that, that. Well, that's why you are there. You are strong for people like that. It says, We then who are strong ought to what? Bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Do you know what this tells you? Salvation is not personal. Did you hear what I said? You are not permitted to mind your business. There's no such thing. Even at the judgment seat of Christ, eh? Your pastor still says you are my joy at the rejoicing, am I rejoicing at the coming of Christ? Meaning there might be some interference. At some point, your pastor will stand by your side. So even then, it's not personal. Are you following me? Uh Uh-huh. Salvation is not what? Meaning you have a sense of responsibility to the people around you. That's what I'm trying to say. It says, Don't please yourself. If you're strong, help someone look at the person by your side nudge him a little say who you help, help. Yeah. you help who you help help someone before you gossip about someone who have you helped before you tell me what the person did what have you tried to do to help the person are you just telling me for telling okay why did you tell me What did you do about it? Have you prayed for the person? Praise the Lord. This is serious. You see, I might be joking at the intervals, but this is very, this is God's strategy against the attack of the enemy. It says, don't please yourself. Verse 2, let every one of us please his neighbor. For his good to edification. Verse 3. Everybody read verse 3 together. One to go. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. So now, he's telling you this is not a suggestion. This is the gospel. Christ didn't please himself. He sacrificed for you. Now, responsibility has come on you. You must stand for the person by your side. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. If you don't do this, you are in sin. Did you hear me? How you handle a brother in error matters. God is literally watching. You know the price paid for that fellow? The price. Blood was shed for that guy, for that sister take it seriously. You do everything by the spirit, not by emotion. You might be annoyed about what happened. Hallelujah. This is serious. Glory to God. (laughs) We're going to read some other texts. Let's read one more. In this light, before we move on, look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Everybody read together one, two, go. Mm-hmm. He says, Let us consider one another to do what? To provoke, to spore. We, listen, you can spot the person by your side. It's your calling. It's your responsibility. It's your duty. Oh, she's not prayerful. It's not a talking point. It's a prayer point, okay? Do something about it. Visit and let's pray. Let's pray. Can we, can we pray for 30 minutes? Can I call you three times a day just for us to pray for five minutes? That's you taking responsibility for a brother. So, can I tell you something? It is part of your duty in Christ to watch. You know, it's easy to tell. This guy that is always worshiping on his knees, sometimes in tears, now he's in church and he's lifeless. Sometimes he even sits down, just looking at everybody. Many times, you know, by observations, Sometimes by the Spirit. You know this guy is going through stuff. Hallelujah. So you reach out. You reach out. So now, you're no longer coming to church just for your own edification. You are watching. And you say, hey, so are you okay? Are you sure? Anything you want to talk to me about? The person says no. You don't take no for it. Hey, are you listening to me? You check up on him. Boys to boys, girls to girls. Amen. If you like laugh, <laughs> so you check up on him or her. Hallelujah. I just called to greet you. Hope everything is fine. Send an encouraging text. Send a gift if you can. That's love work, okay? Has anyone felt your warmth in this church before? Felt encouraged because of you. Anybody? Provoke unto love and unto good works. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is about the body of Christ as a whole. All right? Individuals. Now, if you're here, you're the one under attack. Nobody knows. Run into the company of people who can help you. You know, when, as a growing Christian, I experience, there are sometimes your prayer life is the one under attack you try you set alarm you wake up and you're just please do you do you know what i'm saying or not even as a man of god it will happen once a while maybe some seasons you are so busy your mind you know fatigue so you just everything you are dragging it the angels know that you, you are just trying Day to they are not enjoying the prayer. They just want you to finish and go. <laughs> don't just stay there. You go to people. Listen, spiritual things are contagious. I've told you time and time again. It's like electricity. Go to a place where people are vibrant and praying. Sit there. Even if you are so dull, you don't feel like joining them. Sit down there in the atmosphere. If you can't afford to, you don't have time because of work, play tapes of prayer, prayer clips. Keep it playing. Keep it on repeat. Keep worship on repeat. Don't, I, I wish I, I'm going to have enough time to talk about this during CCC. All right? You have to have a discernment for your soul. When your soul is heavy, when your soul is sinking, you, you, you have to be able to pick what is, what is at stake. Don't leave your soul like that too long. Too long. It's a sign of attack. Are you listening to me? Sometimes your soul is not heavy. It's not sinking. It's just in I don't care mood. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) You You know those moods. There are songs about it. I can't give myself <laughs> you know <laughs> when you enter that mode spiritually, it's a red light. Fast again, am I the only one? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> for the body of Christ. I want to teach you what I call the PR of God. You know what PR is? Public relation. How that a company can strategically protect the image of that institution to the public. There is the PR of God. You have to learn to handle it. I see a lot of believers they, they, they don't, you know, ah my God. Sometimes something happens in the body of Christ. That's how you know people who understand what it means to be pastored. A controversial topic. I think that Twitter has spoiled people. You feel you must have an opinion about everything. There are some issues, especially when it comes to the body of Christ. Wait for your pastor. Wait. Your pastor has not said anything. Do what? Wait. And it's not difficult because your own pastor is not a coward. If I did not talk, it's for a reason. Are you listening to me? The PR of God. It's called home training. You know when a woman is arguing... With her husband. And then you join and say, You too, this man, why are you doing like this? The woman will pounce on you many times and say, Stop talking to my husband like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's called home training. You'll be surprised. In house, I might be saying, The body of Christ, men of God need to. Outside, maybe they come in front of channels TV, you'll be surprised. The way I will defend the body, you'll be amazed. It's called the PR of God. Let me show you this. I'm, we're doing Bible study now, so we'll read some text. I want you to see it yourself. So now, in First Timothy chapter 3, Paul is giving the requirements for whoever will become a bishop, apt to teach, husband of one wife, all of that. And in verse 7, 1 Timothy 3, you know what he said? He says, moreover, he must have a good report of them that are without. Did you see that? For God's sake, we're talking about a spiritual position in the body of Christ. Why does it matter his reputation amongst the unbelievers? He must have a good report. Among unbelievers. believers. Can you say we made the PR of God? So, now, there are some things we used to say before, carelessly. We don't care what anybody says. Hey, hey, we care. In fact, many times we want to know what are they saying. Jesus will ask, who do men say I am? Are you listening to me? It matters. I want to know what they are saying. It matters what they are saying. Because what we have is holy and sacred. It shouldn't be evil spoken of. Let not our good be evil spoken of. So, I mean, as a bishop in church, he must have a good report amongst the hidden. Meaning sometimes he's qualified for controversial. Just put him in ushering. Are you listening to me now? Is it not in the word of God? Not that they just seem (laughs) you know, is this your pastor? (laughs) it, It matters. It doesn't mean, oh my goodness. Are you with me today? Let's just read on and see more examples. All right, look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. I'm going to move faster now. Time is running now. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul." Now, why should we abstain from fleshly lusts? Because we have received a new heart, we have the Holy Spirit and all of that. That's true. Well, see the reason he gave here in verse 12. Everybody read together, want to go. Having your conversation honest amongst the Gentiles, whereas they speak against you as evildoers, ye may by your good works, which they behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So he said, "Apart from the major reasons why you shouldn't go on in sin, you have the Holy Spirit. you can I mean, the fruit of the spirit is this and this and that. He said also, the unbelievers are watching. For God's sake, do embarrass us. The PR of God. Are you with me? So now, God brings the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's watching them. You know? Do you know what? After all the, the plagues of Egypt, they saw the mighty hand of God. They would have believed. One would have thought so. But the moment they... I mean, they got into the wilderness and they were hungry. They began to say all kinds of things. Were we not better as slaves? Do you know, do you know what it means? God just saved you. He's taking you to a promised land you cannot believe. Just because you're hungry. You, you say, we were better off in Egypt. Eating all the funny food they were giving us. But you brought us here to die. This is your God, brought us here to eat. You know? So God kept saying, I'm watching these people to see if they will believe or not. He gave them food, they were thirsty, same thing. He gave them water, they kept on misbehaving. God called Moses up on the mountain to give him the law. Before he was done, Aaron was waiting. It's like, Moses is not coming back. Bring your gold, let's make. So as God was still writing, (laughs) you shall not worship any other God. They They were already breaking it. They have not even finished writing. <laughs> are you with me? So at that point, God had had enough. He said, Moses, leave the way. Let me destroy these people and raise another generation. And Moses said, ah, if you do it, what will Egypt say? They will say, you saved them, went through all that stress to bring them to the wilderness, only to destroy them by yourself. Bible says, God, if our KJV used a strong language, God repented. It actually means changed his mind. Are you with me? Because of the PR, the people deserve to be destroyed. Are you with me? They deserve to be destroyed. But what will Egypt say? Are you getting what I'm saying? I'll give you one or two more examples. Let me give you the example of David. David killed Uriah, married his wife, and Nathan the prophet came, gave an, a, a story, you know, a parable about a rich man who had, you know, several cattle and a poor man who had just A little lamb. The little lamb was so special, he treated it like a daughter. He says, they ate from the same table, slept on the same bed. You know, that was his only inheritance. And now, the rich man had the visitor, went and took the only little lamb that that poor man had, killed it to entertain his visitor. David said, who is that man? Such wickedness. Show him to me. I will make sure he pays a hundredfold. And Nathan said, it's you. God gave you your master's house, that's Saul, gave you his properties, gave you his wives. He said, if it was, he said, gave you wealth, riches. He said, and if, he said something that touched me. He said, if it was not enough, he would have given you more. He would have just asked. But you went ahead to take the only wife of a man. Hallelujah. And then he made a statement. He said, because of what you've done, the name of God is blasphemed amongst the heathen. Now, people are talking. Oh, are they not the ones? Believers. Is this now how they're doing? And all of that. So it matters to God. Hallelujah. So there is a way. This is God's way. We will handle situations as much as possible in-house. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about being non-chalant about wrong behavior, God forbid. But we have to find a way to control the narrative, handle it in-house. It's an in-house matter. It's a family matter. Don't let it get out if it doesn't have to get out. It matters. There are some testimonies that must not be shared. Can I tell you something? Let me give you a perfect example. The example of Saul. Saul was the anointed of the Lord, but he went astray. Typical example, right? He went astray. He was not in the will of God, but he was still anointed. As long as he was still anointed, the unbelievers will have something to talk about. It is not the person the anointed. See how a so-called anointed man of God is behaving. and now god who prided himself in defending his anointed defending his choice country saul died like an ordinary man and i want you to see what david said are you with me are you in second samuel 2 Samuel 1, verse 17. It says, And David lamented with the lamentations, with these lamentations over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. And also bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the books of Jasper. He says, the beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Verse 20, everybody read it together. One, two, go. Did you see that? He said, this must not get out. Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not on the streets of Escalon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Ah, saw the anointed of God, died like an ordinary man. Tell it not. Publish it not. Hallelujah. You might be saying, yes, we'll be saying it. You know, we stand for the truth. They have been standing for error. When it all comes down to it, you must recognize the PR of God. As long as these guys were called of God, they may be misbehaving, but don't let the unbelievers rejoice. This is one thing the body of Christ has been getting wrong in this nation. Yes or yes? There have been videos of real miracles. You never posted anyone. The one of fake, you now post it and say, You see, I don't know what the church is turning into. I don't know what the church is turning into. Have you posted any real one before? Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not. He said, Lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, let the children of the uncircumcised rejoice. Are you with me? So there is a sacredness in how we handle information. It matters. In fact, let me say this. Don't let social media deceive you. Some matters are beyond you. Did you hear what I said? It's beyond you. beyond you <laughs> Even I myself there was a day you know I was talking about just in private a man of god something he did and you know I was flaring I was angry it was getting to a point the holy spirit began to nudge me calm down we are calm down <laughs> Hallelujah because everybody is speaking their mind you can't speak your own mind though you know <laughs> after all we're all we are all anointed Abi. <laughs> praise the Lord so when there is an issue is it, well it's such a pity there are some matters that gets out of hand, we need to speak up. And we are speaking up to control the narrative. You have to understand why. There has to be the intelligence of God behind this. So if you are speaking up, it's because, I mean, it's already out there. And now we must talk, otherwise they say we are all the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when men of God speak up and say, no, this is not how it should be done, are doing it for a reason but for something to happen then you are the one to now publish it never if you heard it first contain it let me tell you what Jesus taught. this is the last text I'm reading today Matthew chapter 18 have you learned anything today please Matthew chapter 18 Verse 15, it says, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Is that clear enough? If your brother offends you, first of all, go and tell him, between him and you alone. If he shall hear thee, you have gained thy brother. Which should be your goal? Next verse. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Verse 17. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. Are you, are you getting the procedure here? By God's normal structure, two unbel- as in two believers, they have, they, maybe they did business, they didn't go well. You don't just run to court. Do you know how embarrassing it is? So, so, so ministry versus so, so ministry, land battle in courts. What is going on? Paul said, is it not even better to suffer yourself to be defrauded? There are some things you just allow to go, just for the sake of the name of Christ. Let them not say, two pastors are dragging car. Two pastors are dragging babe. They are single. They say, I'm the one that will marry her. I saw an the vision. They say, no, the Lord should be in a trance, you know. He said, You must have the discipline sometimes for the integrity of the body to walk away. It's better. By the time the thing is getting public, two known figures in the body of Christ arguing, he said, It's better to just let it go. Hallelujah. He said, Don't you have anybody that is wise enough to judge the matter among you? You go to unbelievers to use their law, to say, well, section, so, 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 you know. I, I, sometimes it might get that serious, so <laughs> might, Do you understand? It might get that serious. And sometimes you go to court, not because you want to go, because someone took you there. Praise the Lord. No problem with it. But as much as possible, can't you talk about it? Tell the church, let him be unto thee. He says, and if he neglect to hear the church, you see, if he neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as what? Hearing man and a, and a publican. You see what I'm saying? They just say once and forever <laughs> There are some things you do. The Bible says you start. In our eyes, this is the verdict. Hallelujah. So let him be unto you a heathen man, a publican. This is the order of the house of God. There are some matters, you just pray about it. Jesus said, I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. How about you pray for someone? How about you pray for that man of God? For the sake of the body. Praise the Lord. It matters. Well, were you blessed today? Please rise to your feet. I want you to do something. Hold the person by your side and pray for the body of Christ. And you're just going to prophesy. No matter the attacks, that the body of Christ in this nation faces, we are getting stronger by the power of God. It's a hard thing to kick against the pricks. The church is growing stronger, getting stronger in influence. We cannot be stopped. We cannot be resisted. Our mouths cannot be shut. Prophesy right now. Waxing stronger by the power of God. Getting better by the wisdom of God. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Pray in your understanding. Oh, you recognize it as an attack of the devil. And you command it to stop. Stop because we cannot be stopped by the power of God the word of God is growing mightily and prevailing in this nation we will not be hindered the true word of God and true acts of God miracles will be published in this nation konde rabaka televeni Take on the redivi ectos sapraktas to shes tefes. Kenna matakaro de bato dogo. se peneto brato sepeneto kubre. bate. Baleto, begin to pray for recovery by the power of God. Every ministry under attack. They are recovered, they are restored, by the power of God. Zatala matoko tekevehas. Datokopre te nema hacheh stash. De lo nerebe nekukra actas, zekukata labakaru televeno, asu sepe nekukra ash. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You're going to pray for the person by your side. In any way, the devil has tried to attack your conviction. In the name of Jesus, you are bouncing back stronger. Stronger by the power of God. Waxing stronger in favor. Waxing stronger in conviction. Waxing stronger in the name of Jesus. Waxing stronger... Works in stronger. Your prayer life is restored. waxing in stronger. Your study life is restored. waxing in stronger. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you that your faith, Cuba, your convictions are strengthened. And you are strengthened to strengthen others. Strengthened to strengthen others every offense every hurt in your heart is replaced by the peace of God in the mighty name of Jesus every unforgiving tendency is replaced by the wisdom and the mercy of God Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. And we pray, I see the body of Christ in this nation waxing stronger. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Stronger than ever before. All the influence of the body of Christ, the church in this nation, is not dwindling or reducing. Instead, we're getting bigger. Our influence is getting stronger. And the true word of God will be published across the nation and across the world in the name of Jesus. Every attack of the enemy against the image of the church, by the wisdom of God, by the power of God, those attacks, they cease right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. All right, give the Lord a shout of praise if we were blessed. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 809 Nine nine six seven thousand blessings.